is up, everybody? Welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm so excited to dive into this episode with you guys. If you guys are new to the show, Joyfully You Podcast is all around connecting to the innocence of your inner child and reconnecting with the love that you have for that version of yourself. I believe everything comes down to self-love, okay? And self-love can kind of be this ambiguous thing, but I want to kind of, instead of looking at it as an on-off switch or a yes-no or a black-white, Self-love has a lot of different shades in it, okay? And so the topic that we're gonna be discussing today is all around people-pleasing, okay? People-pleasing is something, I joke that I'm a recovering people-pleaser because honestly, like growing up, like nothing made me happier than seeing other people around me happy. And even throughout high school and college, I would always kind of pride myself in being adaptable and pride myself in being able to go with the flow. And all of those things are positive attributes. And those things have supported me with making new friends, with traveling in so many different ways. Um, but I really felt like I had this I had this belief that, you know, I, I don't have specifics of what I like or don't like. You know, I would rather just find out what someone else likes so we can go with that because I don't care either way. And sometimes that's the case, but a lot of the times it's not. Like, we do have an opinion if we give ourselves permission to have it. Um, and I, I think that there's a part of people pleasing that needs to be addressed immediately. And that is the fear of rejection. There's actually personality styles that have this fear that is stronger for them than other people. I'm one of those people. And so if you have a personality style where you are very social, you are outgoing, um, you kind of consider yourself more of an extrovert, but at the same time, um, you know, you like to be that hype girl. And you know, if you struggle with following through on things that you're great at starting, but not great at following through, um, you know, you could be this personality style. I call it a high I. And so this is, comes from the DISC personality uh, assessment. So I am DISC certified. I'm like a certified practitioner. So before doing, um, being in like the life coaching realm of like personal development, I started off coaching in the business space where I was doing like corporate business and management coaching for large organizations. And so I would teach the DISC model. And DISC is four different personality styles and communication styles. And so we have the direct communicator, the inspiring, influencing communicator, which is the one I was referencing a second ago. We have the S style, which is the steady, stable, secure communicator. And then we also have the C style, which is the calculated, correct. This is the analytical person. These are often the people that jam out on numbers and accounting. Um, and so each one of these communication styles has an inherent fear around communicating. So with the direct and dominant um, communication style, the D, the biggest fear is around being taken advantage of. And so we are always operating out of avoidance of our greatest fear. So if you've ever met someone that is super direct and you kind of feel like, are they taking advantage of me? Oftentimes the D style will actually start to take advantage of someone else just slightly in order to avoid being taken advantage of themselves, right? We're operating out of avoidance of our biggest fear. Um, and then we have the I style. And the I style is the inspiring, influencing one. This is the outgoing one. They're, they are um, very energized by being recognized. They're okay with being center stage and in the spotlight. Um, and their biggest fear is around rejection. And I am definitely a high I on the spectrum or on the scale of things around communication. Um, and so with that, think about how often you're avoiding rejecting other people 
because you just don't want to have the avoidance altogether. One of the biggest things I hear from my friends on Instagram, and maybe you're listening, you are also connected with me on Instagram. If we're not, come on, girl, hop on that train. I'm on stories every single day. That's like my main platform where I'm hanging out. Uh, at Kelsey Lowe Show. And so I was in the DMs talking with some amazing women and we're talking about people pleasing, talking about things that um, come up. And one of the biggest things that people say is like that fear of making someone feel bad or hurting someone else's feelings. Um, And you know, no one wants to hurt someone's feelings. Duh. Like, especially you guys, especially you listening, because I know if you're listening, you are an empathetic, loving, sensitive woman, because that's who I am. And our vibe attracts our tribe, you know? So noticing that we are operating out of avoidance of our greatest fear. And so this is like textbook stuff. You know, if you identify with that I style, you have a fear of being rejected. So you'll do things to avoid other people rejecting you. But then there's that, it goes both ways. There's a fear of rejecting others. And so maybe you're that person. If someone asks you for a yes, you'll avoid them. So you don't have to say no. I get it. I used to be, I used to be like that. And saying no to people is still very hard for me. Um, but something that has really supported me is being real rather than nice. And that it is up to me to deliver clarity of how I'm feeling, how I'm not feeling. So I don't get resentful. And so that person can know that I'm being real rather than just being nice. Because if you put it on the reverse, wouldn't you rather someone be real rather than nice? Like I would much rather someone tell me, you know, Hey, I can't actually hang out tonight because I have a lot of things going on rather than being like, Oh, okay. I'm going to go to dinner, but I'm going to be rushed and I'm going to try and get out of there because I already told her I would. So I, I can't say no now. You can always say no and you can always recommit or, or set a new agreement with someone, right? And by commit or agreement, what I mean by that is if you tell someone like, Hey, um, yeah, I can do this thing, but then you realize you've overcommitted or you can't or whatever else being clear with the communication of that being like, Hey, I overcommitted. Um, I'm not able to join tonight, period. This is where we need to be aware of not over communicating, in the sense of you don't need to owe someone some big explanation and also check in with yourself. How often are you making up these random or extravagant lies to avoid saying no? (laughs) Because that also is an issue because that's just like complicating things for yourself at the end of the day. And so really checking in with what's the worst thing that can happen if I tell someone no, right? Worst case scenario, Maybe I do hurt their feelings. Maybe it's not something as simple as I can't go out tonight or I can't meet up with you. Maybe it's a dating situation where a guy is coming on to you and you don't actually like him or you aren't sure how to say no because you don't want to hurt his ego. You guys, rejection is redirection, okay? Write that down. Type it into a story and tag me. Write it on your mirror. Put it, like, say it out loud with me right now. Rejection is redirection. For those in the back, let's say it again. Rejection is redirection. Think about the times in your life where you have been rejected, all right? So if you've also been rejected at times, then you know how it feels to be to, to have that feeling of like, oh, that hurt. But if you look back at times in your life where you've been re- re- rejected, I can guarantee it caused some type of re 
direction. And so you get to trust in the universe that everything is happening in a perfect plan, right? Whether we see it or not, things are all working out. And so you got to trust that even if you have to read, even if you get to, right, you don't have to, you get to speak your truth in a situation that it's going to be of the highest benefit for all because you're being real. Okay. And this is where you get to trust in other people and not worry about their fragility, (laughs) that they are too fragile, that you are going to destroy them. If you give them a no, like I had a mentor tell me like, Kels, you are, you're making too big of a deal about yourself. Trust that other people can handle it. Trust that your truth will be received. And if it's not, at least you spoke it. But we really need to get over the idea of hurting other people's feelings. And this message is for a specific person, right? Because I'm not instructing you to go and bulldoze people over. This is for the woman that is really terrified of rejecting people. That feels like, oh my gosh, I'm people pleasing right now. Or, oh my gosh, why did I say yes when I really wanted to say no? You get to practice saying no. Literally practice saying it out loud. And it starts by saying no to yourself. Because what I've noticed myself as a recovering people pleaser is... I can, I can be a master persuader even towards myself, right? Whether it's waking up in the morning, whether it's not smoking weed, whether it's um, eating this rather than that, like I can be able to, I, I'll have a hard time even saying no to myself, right? And so a way that we can practice saying no to other people is by practicing saying no to ourselves and to the things in our life that are not bringing us joy. You know, what shit in your life that do you not like that you need to start saying no to? Because if you can practice saying no in your internal world, it's a lot easier to say no in your external world when you are around other people. And this is super important, you guys, because you're, you're, you don't want to feel resentful. You want to feel an integrity. You want to feel like you are being real. And the thing is, people sense when you are saying yes just to say yes. People sense when you are doing something you don't really want to do, but you're doing it anyways because you feel a sense of guilt or you feel a sense of, of, you know, I don't want to make them feel bad, right? This is really important. We need to get over this because we need to trust in other people's ability to receive that message, okay? So that is the I style. Went down a super big tangent because that's like the core of what this message is about. Um, But I also want to talk about the S style. So we've covered the D, we've covered the I, and now we have the S style, communication style. And this this person wants things to be steady, stable. They want things to be like a heartbeat, you know, steady, stable, reliable. They don't want to change things up too much. This person loves being in support of other people. They want to know that they're contributing to the whole. They also want, um, they're, they're, they're the supporters. They're the biggest supporters. And, and in the United States, 69% of people are dominant in this S style personality. And the biggest fear for the S style personality is change. S style personality does not like change. And that, you know, and if we look at, okay, if 69% of the U.S. It has this as their dominant communication style, you know, and S-styles are great listeners. They are great supporters. They are great parents, you know, um, and they know how to keep a steady pace with things. Um, but starting something new is like pulling teeth. Do you resonate with that? Do you feel like starting something new is like super difficult and it feels like pulling teeth sometimes? That could be that you are S-style. Keep in mind that all of us are a blend of all four of these personality styles. And so if you feel like you resonate with multiple 
you know, of the D, I, S, and C, that's totally normal because we're a blend of all four. And different scenarios in your life might elicit uh, one of those styles more than the other, right? Um, you know, when I'm with my family and my friends, I'm much more in the S style personality. But when I am alone and I'm in my business or I'm with new people or, you know, <laughs> my I comes out, my, my I style comes out. So with the biggest fear around change, you know, S styles, it might take a long time for you to come to a a decision, but once you do, you maintain and keep that decision for a long time because there's a fear of change. So recognize what things in your life are you avoiding because you don't want change, right? Because we always operate out of avoidance of our biggest fear. So are there certain things in your life right now that you're avoiding seeing, doing, saying, because you don't want change to happen. And this completely circles back around to people pleasing, right? Are you allowing your assumptive needs that someone else has take precedence over your own? I think especially when it comes to like dating and romantic relationships, I had a I, I used to like pride myself in wanting to be low maintenance and not and being easygoing. And I just was like, I didn't want to be that high maintenance girl. But what I've come to recognize is men, and and I'm speaking kind of in a heterosexual relationship here, you know, between men and women, men want to please you, but they cannot read your mind. And I believe that men do want to give us what we request if they can, and if they're willing, and if there's been a a relationship foundation built there that that they're like, yes, I want to give to this person because they give to me in their presence, in their energy or whatever else. But we got to get better as women at how to make requests and how to vocalize our needs without the fear of coming across a certain way, without the fear of being rejected, without the fear of something changing, right? We're pressing up against inherent fears that are textbook style things that are a part of communication. So just know that it's normal if you're feeling resistance around it, but that's even more reason why you should lean into it. Um, Because the truth is everyone rises, everyone benefits, everyone, um, everyone does benefit from you speaking your truth, even if the benefit for someone else isn't revealed to a way later. And even if you don't even have the satisfaction of seeing how it does benefit them. But with guys, I think that we need to get used to making those requests, um, asking for what we need, vocalizing what we like and what we don't like, and not worrying about coming across a certain way. So we've covered the D, the I, the S, and now we are at the C to complete our DISC communication style and how it relates to people pleasing. So the C style is calculated, is correct, <laughs> is um, they like to follow the rules, you know? And so this personality style, they are so good at the details and they don't want to be rushed either. They're more introverted. They're more task oriented. Like for example, if you were to ask a C style, like, how was your day? They're like, it was good. I got this done and this done. But if you were to ask an S style or an I style, like, hey, how was your day? They'd be like, it was great. I talked to this person and I talked to this person. The S and the I style are people oriented, while the D and the C style are task oriented. Okay. So the C style, 
they are like, you're going to thrive as a C style or think about, you know, people that you know in your life that are more particular, they can also, they can come across as, um, like being judgmental or critical because that's part of their communication style is they want to always make sure that they're identifying what is truth, what is correct, what is not correct. And that's actually their biggest fear. The biggest fear for a C style is being wrong is being inaccurate. Not necessarily wrong, but inaccurate, right? A C-style personality is not going to sit down to even start a project if they can't see what step one through step 10 is. And so with this personality style, if you resonate with that, remember that we're operating out of avoidance of our greatest fear. And so the greatest fear for the C-style is being incorrect, is doing it wrong, is coming across um, like not making a calculated decision or not knowing what how to finish, right? C-cells are amazing at starting and finishing through because they won't even start something until they know what the full plan is. While the I-style is like, yeah, let's start seven projects. And then it's like, oh shit, I didn't plan very well. So you can see how we need each other and this is how great teams are built is like having one person that's the D, the I, the S, the C. You know, we need the D-style to make decisions. We need the I-style to keep us pumped up. We need the S style to keep us on a steady pace and keeping our heart intact. And then we need the C style for the detail and the follow through. And we do have a version of that in ourselves, right? Um, and so even when it comes to people pleasing and the C style is how, how are you avoiding communicating your needs out of fear of coming across wrong, out of fear of coming across incorrect? And are you willing to look at it as, you know, this is my truth and it's correct for me, but I know that there's a lot of truths. So what is true for this person? Um, and noticing when like the desire to people please comes up. And even, even if you are communicating with other people, right? Maybe you've kind of self-identified where you feel like you are as a, like, and I got, just so you guys know, I am an IS. You can have to, um, and this is something that I've done with clients where I give a full analysis. Like they, you, you take a test and you take, get a full analysis of your disc personality styles. But for the context of this conversation, you can even identify this in other people of who in your family, who of your friends is the D, the I, the S, and the C. And so when you're communicating that with them, right, because people pleasing happens with other people. It's when we are having conversations around other people of like not wanting to reject anyone, not wanting to make anyone feel bad, you know, (sighs) notice when, if you have a request or if you have a change or something that you want to do, or maybe you change your mind on something, just don't apologize for it. Like, and this, this is what I mean by that. If say you can't make it to something that you thought you were going to be able to make it to, or say you need to reschedule something instead of making up a lie or whatever else. Um, instead of saying, I'm so sorry, I can't, you know, communicating clearly in something like, Hey, this came up. I'm unable to make it tonight. I hope you have so much fun. Let's reschedule. Does this day work for you? Right? So you're addressing I'm unavailable. You're not giving a reason why or excuse, or you don't owe anyone anything. But of course, if it's your close friend, then yeah, of course, just speak your truth. Hey, I'm not feeling it tonight. I don't want to come out. Love you. Talk to you later. 
But we got to get used to saying no. We got to get used to prioritizing our needs because if we don't, we're going to be filled with so much resentment and we're going to end up living our life for other people rather than living our life for ourselves. And if you have any type of side hustle or business or whatever else, if you are avoiding telling people no, then guess what? Your future clients or your future people that you want to work with are also going to avoid saying no to you. And so think of it like this. You want to empower yourself to a decision. Instead of thinking what you should do or what you shouldn't do, ask yourself, what do I want? And am I willing to give myself permission for it? And then how can I bring myself to an empowered decision? An empowered yes or an empowered no? And if at any time you aren't sure, if you're like, is this my intuition? Is this fear? Like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. Check in and drop your shoulders. Take some big, deep breaths. And visualize what it is that you're debating, right? So say option A, visualizing option A. Does option A feel expansive? Does it feel like it's stretching you, like it's opening you up? Or does it feel contracting? Does it feel like it's shrinking you, that it's making you smaller? That is how, that is like my personal test for if I can, for recognizing, is it fear or is it intuition, right? If you're not sure if you want to do something, you aren't sure, like check in. That's how you check in. Is this fear or is this intuition? Does this feel expansive or does this feel contracting and constricting? Um, And then you get to trust your intuition based off of whatever that split second feeling is. Um, And you get to check in with yourself and give yourself permission to then take the first step towards it. Even if you don't know exactly what step 10 is, be willing to take step one if you know what it is. And trust, trust in your journey that when you get to step one, step two will be revealed. And when you get to step two, step three will be revealed. And if you have been planting those seeds of the woman you want to become, the business you want to have, the travels you want to experience... There will be situations that come into your life simply to give you the opportunity to say no. And so I'm just warning you right now, now that you've listened to this, there's going to be little situations that come up. And I hope that you hear my voice in your head of you being able to smile and say, thank you so much. I'm not available tonight. Thank you so much, but I'm not available tonight. I would love to do something in the future. But only say that if it's true. If you don't want to hang out with this person at all, then you don't owe them any explanation or rescheduling. I've actually been having a situation right now with a guy that I met, and I actually thought he was pretty cute. We're hanging out, stuff like that. But we all hang out in a group, and he instantly like clings on to one of my friends that was in the group. So in my mind, I'm like, cool, good for them. He's chosen. <laughs> my Venus is in Leo. So some of you might understand that. Some of you might not. That is how I express my love. I'm very, when it comes to romantic, rom, like romantic relationships, I'm very much a Leo. I'm like, you either choose me and love me and choose me or we're done. <laughs> I want that attention. And so in my mind, I'm like, cool, you've chosen. You're with that girl. But now he's reaching out and wanting to hang out and being like, what are you up to? What are you doing? And I literally have barely replied because in my mind, I'm like, um, I don't owe you anything. 
I don't want to have a romantic relationship with you. I do think that you would be a nice friend, but I can sense your motives, right? As a woman, we can sense. And in my mind, I'm like this, and this sounds blunt, but this is where my mind goes. It's like, this guy just wants to fuck me. So I'm not available for hanging out. I'm not available for some of these things that he is requesting of me. And this is directly back to people pleasing and that fear of rejection, right? Oh, I don't want to reject him because what will that mean? Or, oh, I don't want to come across as the bitch or, oh, how do I say? Okay. So I'll just let you know how I've been doing it. I've been, I have been responding a little bit short and sweet, but saying no, thank you to any further advances. Okay. But he gets it. He gets the hint. He gets it. But for some people, they might not get it and they might not stop until you say, Hey, I appreciate and I'm flattered, but I'm not interested, period. I I don't feel the chemistry with you, period. You know, there isn't the spark. I don't feel that spark, but it was so nice to meet you and I do wish you well, but I needed to tell you, I don't feel it, period, okay? Uh, Last year, I started going on online dates. Like, I don't remember if it was Bumble or Tinder. I don't remember which dating app it was, but I went on dates just to practice saying no. Okay. And hear me out. Obviously I was open to the fact that maybe I would find my true love. I'm always open to that idea because I have no idea how that's going to unfold, but I know it will. Um, but my intention with dating was just to be real rather than nice. And so getting to know someone, whatever else. And then I made it a point at the end of the date if I knew I did not want to see this guy again, I was like, okay, can we just skip to you dropping me off because I am not attracted to you or I have zero desire to want to kiss you. I don't feel that spark, whatever it might be. And then I would make it a point to tell them at the end of the day, hey, so-and-so, it was so nice to meet you. I'm glad we got to hang out, but I got to be totally honest. Like, I don't feel that spark. So I just wanted to tell you now. Men are so straightforward. They appreciate that. Yeah, sure. It might sting if they really liked you, but whatever rejection creates redirection, trust that it's going to guide them towards someone that's way better for them because you are allowing yourself to be guided away from someone who's not good for you. Right. Um, and I practiced it and I said that to five different men telling them, you know, I don't feel the spark, but it was really nice to meet you. And all five of them responded. So they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right? <laughs> because if you say it, and, and also a big thing is don't be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Right? Because that's even, that's almost like acting as though you're embarrassed for them. Don't be embarrassed for them. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. We either have chemistry or we don't. And so if you allow it to be as simple as that, then you can communicate it with that much simplicity. But wouldn't, and think about it like this, wouldn't you rather someone tell you right away, like, hey, you know, I just don't feel it, but I, I respect you, so I want to tell you right now. I would much rather someone tell me that. Yeah. Would it be a sting? Yeah. But I would much rather the energetic cord be cut. So I'm not going home thinking about this person, or I'm not thinking, when are we going to hang out next? Or I'm not wondering why this person's ghosting me. And so this also brings us to the point of ghosting. If your fear of rejection is so big that you can't even say no to someone that you're, you're ghosting other people. Oh my gosh. I feel like ghosting is so fucked up. Okay. And I have done it before, but I try not, I, I, I have done it in the past. Okay. 
And some people do need to be blocked and ghosted. Okay, let's just preface that. Some people are going to have forward advances on you that might try and slide in your DMs, might try to invade your space, and you get to set those boundaries of what is okay and what's not. But if it's someone that is not trying to invade your boundaries, it's someone that you have a connection with, or it's someone that's a friend that's asking you a direct question, or it's someone who's trying to pitch you something that you're considering buying or a coach or something like that, get used to saying no. Allow yourself to say no. And each time you say no, something else opens up and practice doing that because you are going to start getting ghosted and you are going to start getting silent treatment if you are putting that energy out into the world and that's how you are showing up with your communication. And so if you're okay with other people doing that to you, sure, go right ahead. But if you don't want people to do that to you, then don't do it to other people. You know what I mean? But you get to have the discernment of who you get to have that clear communication with and who actually does need to be blocked and removed from your life. You get to tune in the discernment of it. Um, and making that decision, right? Because not everyone, uh, you don't owe anyone anything and not everyone deserves to have that much intimacy with you in conversation. And this also brings to the point, if someone's me- messaging you and asking you a bunch of questions, they aren't entitled to your time and your responses. You don't have to be- respond just to be nice. Like you can be like all the, f- like what fears come up when you think about not responding to someone or telling someone, Oh, I'm not interested, especially if it's someone trying to like hit on you, but you don't even like them. Things like that. You don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe anyone anything. Okay. And you get to communicate clearly, loudly, and whatever fear comes up around sounding like a bitch or sounding needy or hurting someone's feelings, you get to question those and say like, you know, are, are these beliefs supporting my growth or are they holding me back? Cause maybe something, maybe some of these things might be supporting growth, but is it really, is it really like give yourself permission to have an opinion, give yourself permission to express yourself and give yourself permission to make waves. If you need to express what your needs are and give people the opportunity to meet them. And give people the opportunity to like hear the truth about something if you're if, if it is a no. And you can tune into your body. Is it a full body yes or is it a full body no? And then liberate yourself and give yourself that permission to speak it, to say it, okay? So I know that we've kind of bounced around quite a bit on this podcast episode today. We've talked about disc communication styles, the D being the dominant style whose inherent fear is being taken advantage of, the I, the inspiring influencing style who their biggest fear is around rejection, the S style that's stable, steady, they're the supporters that their biggest fear is around change, and then the C style, calculated, correct, this person their biggest fear is around being incorrect, okay? So we have covered the four disc styles. We have covered people-pleasing and how people-pleasing can show up within all of those styles, especially the I. We got it, especially the I style. Fear of rejecting other people is going to create that sense of, I don't want to come across a a certain way, whatever else. So notice those stories that come up and give yourself permission to say no. And remember that you are allowed to reject someone because rejection creates redirection. Be real rather than nice, okay? So if you have been listening to this episode and you know a friend that needs to hear it, go ahead and send it to a sister friend or send it to a guy friend that needs to hear it. Um, 
and I would love to be able to connect with you as well. I'm always hanging out on Instagram at Kelsey Lowe Show. And so if you like this episode, take a screenshot, post it to your story. It is, it's really exciting for me because I get to find out who's listening because I don't really get to see that, right? You know, like on Instagram, you could see who likes, so I can like send a message to people and say hi, but on the podcast, I don't really know who's listening. And so if you enjoyed this, uh, let me know, send me, or maybe send me a personal message tell me what you liked about it or things that you would like to hear more because I am creating this. Yes. For my own self-expression and I thoroughly enjoy podcasting. But the biggest thing is I wanted to support you in your journey. And I want to share the things that I've struggled with and things that I have been able to work through and how I've worked through them and then deliver it to you so you can do the same. Because I believe in you. And I think people pleasing is is something that we can grow out of. Um, But it takes intention. And that's kind of like the self-love journey, the empowerment journey. And you get to love yourself through the process of it being super messy and weird and awkward and uncomfortable and new. And that's totally okay. So I love you guys all so much. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I will catch you on the next episode.